Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. Coming up later in the show, we have the latest sales figures for the American market. So how did sales do? Here's a hint. All the experts got it wrong. We'll tell you more about that, but first let's get to the news. As you all know, GM CEO Mary Barra testified to the House of Representatives yesterday, and here's what we learned. General Motors could have fixed those defective ignition switches for only 90 cents. But the fix was not approved because it would only reduce warranty costs by 10 to 15 cents. Barra also said that they're providing free loaner cars to 13,000 customers who don't want to drive their defective cars until they're repaired. Barra said she learned about the ignition defect for the first time on January 31st of this year. And she also said, to her knowledge, former CEO Dan Ackerson was unaware of this defect. That might end speculation that Ackerson knew this was about to blow up, and that's why he stepped down. Overall, Barra did an acceptable job. I'm sure GM's lawyers were very satisfied with her performance. She did not commit GM to doing anything, though she admitted the company has, and I quote, a legal and moral responsibility, which suggests it'll set up some sort of fund for victims of this defect. But I'm sure the committee members in the House were frustrated by Barra's answers, or none answers. Barra constantly deflected questions, saying GM needed to finish up its own internal investigation before she could answer them. And she indicated that investigation will not be done for another month or two. First, it was the VW workers in Tennessee. Now it's the Toyota workers in Canada. They're going to vote on whether or not to unionize. Bloomberg reports that about 6,500 employees from three plants will vote next week on whether or not to join Canada's auto union called UNIFOR, which stands for Union for Canada. You might remember it used to be called the CAW, or Canadian Auto Workers, but the CAW merged with the Communications, Energy, and Paper Workers Union, and they renamed it UNIFOR. Let's see what happens, because this is the first time Toyota workers in North America have voted on joining a union. Results are expected later this month. Speaking of unions, Reuters reports that the UAW wants to delay its appeal of that Volkswagen vote because of new evidence of collusion. Nashville's News Channel 5 just aired a report saying that Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam offered Volkswagen $300 million in incentives to expand its factory as long as the plant did not unionize. However, the state now claims that the offer was withdrawn in January before that election took place. You know, I am constantly amazed at the amount of engineering work and intellectual property that gets baked into every car. Let me tell you an interesting story about side vents. You know those little vents that help prevent the side windows from fogging up? There's probably about 17 cents of plastic that goes into molding them. But there's also federal safety standards that dictate how much air needs to flow through those little vents and how quickly the side windows have to clear up. One supplier tells me they spent half a million dollars in aerodynamic studies just to get the airflow right. 
And a designer at a major car company told me that the cost to the company to change those side vents is a million dollars when they factor in all the engineering and tooling changes. Amazing. Only 17 cents to make it, but a million to design it. Have you ever been cutting the grass and wish you could do it a little bit faster? Well, Honda might have the solution for you. It just set the record for the world's fastest lawnmower at a speed of just over 116 miles an hour. That's nearly 28 MPH faster than the previous record. The mean mower, as it's called, is equipped with a 1,000cc engine that puts out 109 horsepower and is still capable of cutting grass at speeds of 15 miles an hour. Click the link in today's show notes to learn more about the mower and its record-setting run. Hey, coming up next, we'll show you how the analysts got it all wrong in predicting sales for last month. Proven on the track and on roads around the world. Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Analysts were predicting that sales in the U.S. market would be weak in March. They pretty much thought that the SAR would come in well below 16 million units, but you know what? The market kept growing stronger all month long, and dealers tell me the last few days of the month became a selling frenzy. Wards reports the SAR actually hit 16.3 million vehicles, the strongest that it's been in six years. Total sales came to 1.5 million units, up nearly 10% compared to a year ago. The biggest gainers were Mitsubishi, up more than 76%. That's pretty impressive, but probably not sustainable. Subaru, no surprise, was up 26% yet again. Chrysler was up 17%. Daimler, meaning Mercedes and Smart, was up 15%. And Volvo, yeah, Volvo, was up more than 14%. And as you all know, it's been a while since we've seen Volvo have a good month. Not one car company saw its sales go down, but the ones that gained the least were the Volkswagen Group, up less than 1%. Honda was up less than 2%. Ford was up 7%. Hyundai Kia were up almost 8 and GM was just over 8 The best-selling passenger car was the Toyota Camry with 42,000 cars going out the door. That's a really good number. The Nissan Altima was the second best, followed by the Honda Accord, Ford Fusion, and the Toyota Corolla. The best-selling truck, no surprise, was the Ford F-Series with sales topping 66,000 units. Wow, that's a really good number. And looky here, the Ram pickup just about caught the Chevrolet Silverado. It was only 659 trucks behind. Ram's been quite aggressive with its sales incentives, and I bet we see Chevy put even more money on the hood because now it's starting to lose market share in this important segment. The Toyota Tundra was way behind those other trucks, but it's important to note its sales were up 30%, about the same rate of increase that the Ram truck achieved. We'll have more details to report on in the days to come, but this should give you a good overall view of what's happening in the market. And I'm pleased to to note that we here at AutoLine Daily were predicting that March sales would come in strong when most other analysts were forecasting a drop in sales. And remember, we're predicting too that April sales will come in just as strong. Hey, remember to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow night when our guest will be Barry Ratzlaff from Hyundai. If you want to understand what all this talk about telematics and connectivity in cars is all about and where it's going, Barry is the guy to explain it. 
So join me and Gary Vasilash tomorrow, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, live at Autoline.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.